Today we come to the very brief letter from Paul to Philemon. Um, we'll read and consider uh, the letter in its entirety in one day. So hopefully you've already read the, the chapter, read the book, <laughs> and so now we'll talk about it. Uh, Paul is already in prison in Rome for preaching the gospel at this point. The letter to Philemon is about a slave who worked for Philemon in Colossae named Onesimus. Onesimus had apparently stolen some money from Philemon and fled to Rome. We don't know exactly how Onesimus came to meet Paul in Rome, but he did. And it appears that Onesimus became a Christian through the witness of Paul. And at this point, Paul and Onesimus both know that the right thing to do is for Onesimus uh, to make things right with uh, Philemon. So uh, to aid in that endeavor, Paul, apparently an acquaintance of Philemon's, wrote this letter for Onesimus to take with him back to Philemon. In the letter, Paul basically does two things. One, he urges Philemon to forgive Onesimus and take him back, not as a slave, but as a brother in Christ now. And two, to let Philemon know that Paul himself would pay back the debt that Onesimus now owed to Philemon. In truth, this is a wonderful letter about reconciliation and relationships between Christians. And the helpfulness of the letter uh, should not be obscured by its brevity. As we, as we think about this letter, I, I want us to just see one theme that I see very clearly in it. Um, and it's, it has to do with self-surrender. As we said earlier, this is a letter about reconciliation and relationships between believers. Even among believers, relationships sometimes get strained. They get difficult they, and they're, they're damaged. It, it's certainly the case here in this letter. A major rift, like I said, had occurred in the relationship between Philemon and Onesimus. And for reasons understandable, Onesimus had literally stolen from Philemon and deserted his obligations to him. So you can imagine the change in the relationship that took place at this point. No doubt Philemon was incredibly angry and bitter toward Onesimus, and Onesimus probably experienced a whole range of emotions. First, uh, before before Christ, before coming to faith in Christ, he probably experienced a sinfully twisted kind of joy and satisfaction over what he had done to Philemon. But secondly, after he came to faith in Christ, he probably experienced a deep sense of shame and regret over what he had done. In both cases, Philemon's anger and Onesimus's shame, uh, in both of those cases, avoidance would have, would be the easy thing. Let's just let's just leave it leave it be. You know, uh, Philemon angry, but but uh, don't go just just forget about Onesimus and Onesimus. Just well, I'll just stay in Rome and I'll just forget about Philemon and we'll each carry on with our lives. And that man, we do that all the time. We just try to avoid the problem rather than deal with it. But Paul knows that reconciliation needs to take place in the relationship. So he tries to initiate a process whereby it can happen. But what struck me of Paul's plan is this fact. Genuine reconciliation in a relationship seems to always require a measure of self-surrender and self-sacrifice on every party involved. We see that here in Onesimus's case his self-surrender came in the form of owning up to the shame of what he did in going back to Philemon. In Philemon's case, his self-surrender came in the form of not feeling like he needed to exact any kind of revenge against, against Onesimus. Um, 
over what he had done to him. And even in Paul's case, self, Paul's self-surrender came in the form of offering to pay Onesimus' debt to Philemon, even though Philemon had already uh, owed some money to Paul. You see that in verses 18 to 19. That's amazing. So this seems to me to be an important point that is extraordinarily relevant in the church today. There are so many rifts and relationships within the church. You may have some in your own life, and they can appear so quickly. Furthermore, these 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 relational problems often last for, for much too long, sometimes even years, simply because one or both parties won't surrender anything in order for um, reconciliation to take place. Most often, we won't surrender our pride either to ask for or even to give forgiveness. But we have Jesus Christ as our ultimate example in this matter. He never, not once, uh, intransigently demanded what was rightfully his, but surrendered everything so that sinners could be reconciled to a holy God. Read this letter again. It's not long, obviously. but read So read it again, thinking carefully about it. And as you do, consider also what are ways that you could surrender yourself for the sake of a relationship you have with another believer. Just uh, a quick thought from this short book to Philemon.